Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I am Chris. And our lighting team is away today. Yes, of course. But look, we're getting it done because not only do we want to, but Stonesy said, get it done. That's true. And I think that's the most important thing. So we didn't think this was going to happen for weeks. Yeah. Uh, you guys but, are lucky. But my theory is, I got sent home from Heyman today. Uh, my theory is Stonesy slipped a little bit of Mickey in um, the guy I was working with cereal. And he, he showed up negative on his drug test and got shipped home. Yeah. And I, I'm just a laborer, so they're like, well, catch you, you later. I've got to go back next Monday with some new guy. So we get tonight. Yeah, we do. We get tonight. We get tonight. And then Chris is away tomorrow, so. Who needs tomorrow? Um, I might sound a bit horrible because of the weekend that just passed. We had a great weekend, didn't we? We did. Um, so apologies if I'm coughing and whatever, but let's get this done. Let's get down to these last two teams. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I believe we have the Premiers. We do. We're uh, going to go through the uh, West Coast Eagles. The Premiers. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm glad you feel that way because I've got a little something for you. We're going to skip Chris anything. doesn't know. I actually brought it in a shopping bag. And he has no idea. No. So while my family was traveling around the Perth, Western no. Australian states, I have in front of no, me... you didn't. ...the epic, the West Coast Eagles... Mate, there's so much in it. Look at this Premiership that's, side. That's, that's, oh yeah, I have look to look at that every day. That's our stream start banner. That's a Premiership side, Chris. We're going to hang this up here. Look at these Premiership players. You stitched me up. Look at these Premiership you players, Chris. You stitched me oh up. Oh my gosh, what's that gold thing in the middle? I can't, something you'll never see. Yeah. Is that gold or is it pla- is it silver? I don't know. Was it aluminium? It's probably, it, it looks cheap. Chris, so much good reading. Cheap. I'm sure you're just really thrilled. <laughs> But so much. Look, never say die, Chris. Never say die. So much good reading. <laughs> Did you read it all? No. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Although, that. to be fair, I hear it's quite like Gaff. Once you read it, it just knocks you out. So, there you go. Very <laughs> cool. Chris, I'll let you get Thanks. into it now. That was my little surprise. Thanks for that. Little Thanks. stitch up. Now, I hope everyone likes my hair. Before we get started, I think we should have a discussion about the hair. Do you like the mousy brown? I know that you personally love the mousy brown. Is this a segue? It is a segue. It is? Oh, thank God. No. <laughs> oh, it had to be, surely. No, I just want to let the happy folks out there know I'm not rocking guns out today for choice. I actually have packed away all of my gear. Tomorrow I'm going on a cruise to New Zealand, so... Um, well, the best thing about being a Collingwood supporter when you're travelling is you don't have to pack toiletries. <laughs> Pack light. I have teeth, and this is proven now because there's videos, all right? So not every Collingwood supporter, uh, you know, is actually toothless. Shh, don't tell anyone. Now, um, we will get into the West Coast Eagles, and um, I I was the one who selected the teams that we did, right? And yet, I obviously put myself in this by making myself um, the person who needs to write up about West Coast Eagles. Yeah, so were you crying? I figure this is more like a band-aid. This is where I, I, I never have to talk about this ever again. So that's that's what you I'm doing. You must have cried writing this. I didn't cry writing it. I was I was on the edge at the game. Actually, I just think I was angry more than anything, which is really where'd you put, Where'd you put Dumb Sheen? I'm keen I to know. He's not even on. I, I, I think <laughs> he's players to avoid. <laughs> so... Oh. 
Okay, that's good. Right. Okay, let's go. So I start off. Okay, so this is a, definitely a painful write-up, especially after the Eagles proved everybody wrong this year, including us. Um, yes. I had them body bottom four. They lost um, bona fide stars in Prittis and Mitchell, um, and they lost Josh Kenny to spells during injury. They missed Gaff in the finals. They missed Nick Nat. And yet somehow, with that, those arguably their three best players, especially their two best players, yep. they still managed to dominate Melbourne in the preliminary final. Yeah. And surprisingly came back well, against us in the... Um, life's the easy final. when you get a home final. Yeah. That's why it's important to finish well, top four. I think if Richmond were in the grand final, I think Richmond would have won. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So... Look, I, what does that say? You can't. You uh, can't. We didn't uh, look. I thought we 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 played our grand final. You started the, the favourites. Yeah, but the only favorites. because we were the home team. I think that West Coast were a better team. So if I'm saying, yeah, you know, do, do I think they're the best team of the year? No, I think Richmond. Well, was of the course best they're team the better team, Chris. They won. Well, of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, another jab, right? Um, yes. Anyway, so uh, look, pretty impressive, and uh, congratulations. I mean, you know, they they, they tap, topped off a, an awesome year with the premiership. So good on them. Now they can suck it with the fourth hardest difficulty draw. <laughs> so they have a Chris. You have the hardest draw. Yeah, but yeah, whatever works. Suck that. We always have the hardest draw. <laughs> um, last year was an anomaly. Trust me. Um, so they were the fourth hardest draw. They played Melbourne twice, um, Collingwood, Hawthorne, Adelaide, and Frio, of course. Um, so tough, especially if we consider Adelaide um, re- resurging. Hawthorne can be anything, but that's probably a little bit t- a little bit easier now without Mitchell. Yes. Um, so it's really just Fremantle. Yeah. They also have five, six day breaks and no five day breaks. So, I mean, that's sort of mid tier. It's not, not good, not bad, but they do play a lot of late games as they usually do. They actually request those later games. Um, five of the first six games is really tough. So they've got giants, then pies away, uh, Frio. So the Derby port and, and then Geelong away. So at Cadinia park from rounds two to, oh, so, so that's from rounds two to six. And then they've got Brisbane in round one, so the easy beats in round one, right? You can say what you See, like, Chris. See, I just have to have that one one pun. You can say what you can say what you like because we both know the Lions are on the improve and West Coast are the premiers. So yeah, yeah well, I'm okay with that. Just just such a little poo mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, look, they've got the round thirteen by, so um, obviously that's the middle by um, with uh, Brisbane, Pies, Geelong, <laughs> Melbourne, and Sydney. We have been saying that, that is a tough um, buy to navigate, but I can't see many people going in with many of those premiums, even though there's a lot of premiums in those Yeah, teams. they don't stick out as in, I must have you in my side. Yeah, I mean, apart from, say, Oliver and Gorn, I think Gorn, people are skipping on. Oliver's, you know, going under the radar. And most people yeah. have danger, but they're probably not going to have many other Well, if, if Yo was a defender still, he'd be locked in 100% in so many sides. Oh, yeah. If Gaff wasn't missing the first couple of rounds, yep. I reckon he'd probably still make it in a few percent of sides. Yeah. Not a whole heap, but he'd probably be in, what, 4 5%? He'd have to be considered. I, um, I, yeah, if, I think he would be in a very high percentage of teams if he wasn't missing the first two rounds of the season. Yeah. So we'll Correct. have a look at that as well. In their off-season, of course, they gained Hickey and they lost uh, Lysette uh, from trade over to Port Adelaide. And, of course, uh, Mark LeCroix retired. Yes. Um, which does open a spot in their forward line, but they have been playing rookies down there. I believe that was the end of his um, Instagram, too. You know what happens next. Well, I think he retired is what happened next. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? He must have been uh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'll go through the rookies briefly because they do actually count this year given that there is spots available in their team they also have a lot of developing talent that are first or second year players that aren't necessarily locks yeah Yeah. so you've got people like Liam Ryan you've got um, 
uh, Willie Rioli, Rioli. And, and obviously with Liam Ryan and you know, who knows what's happening with him this yeah, year. Yeah, Venables and those kind of guys. Venables, yeah. Waterman. Um, so you've got quite a lot of guys that had a lot of games last year that may or may not get games this year. So yep. I see West Coast as another team this year that could potentially have a lot of rookie availability. Um, so we'll have to see how that works out. Um, their first pick was pick 28 and his name's Xavier O'Neill. Um, 185 centimeters and 80 kilos, so ready to go. Speedy outside player who was equal first in the kicking test at the combine and scored highly on the 20 uh, meter sprint. So that you know pacey outside player, he's got a good boot on him. Um, propelled him up the draft order given uh, clubs are obviously targeting good users and decision makers, which fits his profile exactly. Um, he's adept on his opposite foot, but could work on getting the ball more and work on his inside game. He did average though, however, 19.5 disposals, including 11 kicks with 37% of his disposals contested, 3.8 marks, 3.8 tackles for the Oakley Chargers in the TAC Cup. So impressed for their first pick, though, that they went for a guy that was from Victoria. So that must be... This guy was a draft bolter, for sure. Yes. But that bodes to you know, the sort of character that he well, has as well. i tell you why, Chris. Because if you're at the casino... You can roll snake eyes 20 times and it's going to come out once. And that's what they're hoping. They just keep rolling snake eyes. Snake eyes! Snake eyes! That's why you always... Victoria! 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 We keep... I'm, a, I'm a midnight man myself. And but... we keep one. <laughs> Fair enough. Although they just re-signed Gaff, so maybe they weren't expecting that. Who knows? They're going to um, replace him. But I think that he fits a list profile need as well. Okay. That outside pace that, you know, let's say if the Gaff's is, Gaff isn't there, who's their next go-to? It's probably Jetta. If Jeddah's not there, if they and Jeddah has been yeah. injured in the past, Dom Sheed. they really lack that. Well, he's, hmm. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, Redden. Um, now a big, uh, big name, Luke Foley, um, was uh, is highly touted, and a lot of people are looking at getting him in as their first as a selection mate, potentially even on field this year in Supercoach. I'll go through his stats, and you'll understand why. Pick thirty-one in this year's uh, draft. Um, so nineteen years old. So he's an overage player. 188 centimetres. His one issue is he's only 74 kilos. So in the off-season, probably needs to put on a few. Reminds me of Beverly Hills Cop Foley. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what, I was like, does that, mean he, has, does that mean he... His t- brother's t- name's Axel. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that. Dot. Nice reference. Thank you. Um, he's slightly older at 19. He didn't nominate for the draft as 18 as he, as he had a disappointing year. So he actually just had a pretty bad year at footy and just went, eh, I'm not going to do it. Played the next year, blew everyone away, renominated for the draft, bolted up to pick 31. Um, he played for Colts uh, in the Colts uh, for Subiaco and averaged 25 possessions, seven tackles, five inside 50s, four marks, and a goal a game in nine games. He's likened to Stephen Knigler in his way that he's got a two way running ability and his ability to hit the scoreboard. Doesn't have blinding, blinding pace, but is a, a massive distance runner. So he's um, in the state championships for the 400 meters to 1500 meters. Uh, over there in WA. So, so just willing himself to the contest. He's just got a motor. Absolute tank. Um, so definitely one of the market games this season. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays early. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in a round one team, but I think someone who will definitely play in the JLT. And it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. So uh, Luke Foley, keep an eye out for that name. Uh, Bailey Williams is the next one. Pick 35. Again, age 18. 199 centimeters and 95 kilos. Ruck forward. Now, these ruck forwards are going to be interesting to see how they integrate them because they've got two that they drafted in this offseason, and I'll go yes. through both of them. And then you've got a couple of um, deadbeat has-beens in Hickey and Hardy. Uh, they're trying to work out their best mix, but I heard that they were into Hickey for a while, and I'm not entirely sure why. Hickey's an average run-of-the-mill ruckman, in my opinion. Hickey's a poor man's knickknack because he's got the, the shaggy hair. It's <laughs> like, it's really... It's did like, you shave it last year, it's like It's like the Lowe's equivalent. <laughs> 
the budget to Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Louis Vuitton, Laos. Yeah. Laos. Um, anyway, so he's an interesting prospect. He's likened to Paddy Ryder due to his vertical leap and his ability to hit the scoreboard. And his um, injury prone. He's got some nice speed to boot as well. <laughs> That's a joke. And his injury prone. That's a joke. <laughs> that would <Sorry>. be funny. <laughs> Um, but he finished sixth in the 20 meter sprint. So he's got that real turn of pace for a big guy at uh, almost 200 centimeters. He also won the vertical leap challenge on his left foot, which was 94 centimeters. So for a Ruckman, um, that's fantastic. Um, what's up, guys? I made the podcast. Hello, uh, Beetroot Patriot. Well done, mate. You made the podcast. I think um, there's quite a few people yes. in, but no one's talking, which is upsetting. Yeah, me. no, bastards. <laughs> uh, Chris has to lean over a little bit more today, A, to show off his cleavage, but B, because um, we sat a little <sighs> bit further back to try and get a little bit more light on our face. I, didn't do, um, I should have done push-ups for some, but maybe some shoulders before I came in, shouldn't I? You should have. Yeah, what a rook. That's something I would have done. <laughs> that is something you would do. <laughs> That's 100% something you would do. <laughs> so we're recording? Yeah, we're doing shoulders today. Yeah. All right, cool. I, I cover up my so shoulders. You're the sort of guy that, you know, it's Friday like night when you used to go out, no. you'd be like, oh, we'll have that pre-pump Friday, right? Yeah. Make <laughs> you look more jacked than you are. Yeah. Chris, I'm, I'm, covering my, I'm covering my shoulders, okay? I'm pretending I'm in the uh, Middle East. Okay, cool. Um, we've also had, uh, so a couple of guys, so Swizzy says thoughts on Jack Darling and, um, Ooh, yeah. uh, and Beetroot Patriot also says thoughts on Vardy's a sneaky PAD. I'll get, I'll get to Vardy. Ooh. Um, they, those guys are both in the future of this pod. Um, so look, he, obviously, um, so back on Bailey Williams, obviously, um, you know, high leap off his left foot, 94 centimeters, great for a Ruckman. So the real high vertical leap off one foot, um, he's going to be great at center bounces in the future and he's going to be learning under Nick Nat. So you can't really ask for more than that. Um, I just, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to get game, much game time this year because they do have the three Ruckman plus they've got, um, Nick Nat coming back later. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Jared Cameron, pick 39, 182 centimetres, 70 kilo forward. He's just the younger brother. The only reason I bring him up, younger yeah. brother of Charlie, Charlie Cameron. Cameron. Um, so pretty much the... I, like, I, I the, the, the Lions bid on him, right? And then West Coast like, no. Nah, yeah, they matched the bid. Yeah, they had him as an academy selection. Yeah, so, so they get dibs. Yeah. Um, and he's just got raw talent. He's got low disposal numbers. But um, if you think about Charlie Cameron and how he burst onto the scene and uh, just kicks goals in lightning, absolute lightning pace. That's literally what he is. Um, they've got a couple of players in the rookie draft. Harry Edwards is a project player forward and Josh Smith from Collingwood. So I'm not sure that, whether he'll play. He's probably more of a depth player, Josh Smith. I, I don't even like him at the pie, so I'd be uh, highly oh, doubt that he'll get... It's easier to say that once he goes. It just, honestly, yeah. his disposal is erratic at times. And like he can get the ball. The, one thing that Josh Smith can do is he can find the ball. So if he actually gets game time behind the ball, he was played forward in Collingwood last year and didn't really work for him. If he gets game time behind the ball, he might be a sneaky draft option. So I wouldn't mind that as a bench. I was not entirely sure he's going to be anywhere near their 22. So Yeah, fair call. Um, just so you know. Um, now, the other one that they did get as well, which is what I highlighted, Keegan Brooksby. So he's a pre-draft selection that they picked up as a Ruckman. Uh, obviously, the former Gold Coast Ruckman from 2015 to 2017. He returned to play for South Adelaide in the Sandville where he managed 35 hitouts on average and 15 disposals. So um, They're loading up on dodgy rucks. Well, I think that they know that Hickey's got an injury history. Vardy's got injury history. Nick Nat's injured. We're going to need some backup. Yeah. So they've got Keegan Brooks means they're going to be their first to go backup Ruckman. If he goes down, then that's when you might see some Baylor Williams action. So pretty interesting. Um, what's going on in the other room? Uh, well, at the, mo- at the moment, there's people are watching a movie. Well, I don't know. And Chris's girlfriend's packing, probably throwing all Chris's stuff out the window. Yeah, makes sense. Right now. <laughs> there she is. 
Jeez, you're looking awfully dull. Wow, that's a fake ten and a half. Ash just had a spray ten. Do you want to come in and do a quick no, walk? No, no. She's, she's, nah. she's, she's giving a big shake she, off. She's, she's still make. Off. She's still make believe. And, and <laughs> I told my girlfriend that Chris Hello, is going. Hello, I told my girlfriend Chris is going on a, a gay cruise tomorrow for two weeks. <laughs> so he'll come back a new man. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not with a new man. We're, we're supportive, any, by the way. Man. Yeah, sorry. It's right. like, like that movie Boat Trip. That's why I was thinking of it. Boat Trip. Anyway. Who knows? Boat trip. There's a couple of little umpalumpas running around. It looks like okay. Cool. Boat trip. Have you not seen it? Cuba Gooding. No, Cuba. Nah, whatever his name is. Anyway. It's, it's escaping me. Yes, good movie though. Um, if anyone has seen that movie, Swizzy just said, "Hey, bad." Uh, <laughs> Fair call, Swizz. Oh, right. he's up. He's up there. Steen seventy six. He just said, "Let's see her." <laughs> All right. We need. We need the stuff. Let, let's bring in the premiums. All right. Oh, Ash. He <laughs> wants to bring in the premiums. Also, more like the mid prices, Chris. You're bringing them out early. Calm down. Oh, yes, she's out of my league. We get it. Calm maybe, down. Maybe a rookie. All right. They can see you in the hallway, Ash. <laughs> she's yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Just don't. don't yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so Andrew Gaff. Let's start with Andrew Gaff because he's an interesting selection this year, and I think that if you're playing for league. He's one that you can start and have a really nice POD on your on your leagues. You know? Yep. He won't be in very many teams at all. People won't see it coming, and he really packs a punch. <laughs> he's what I prepared earlier. Yeah. That's a rejoke from the from the last pod. Seriously. That's because he's, he's one more left hook from putting Brayshaw as a Collingwood supporter. You know what's you know what's interesting. So um, Frio and uh, West Coast will play in the JLT against each other, <laughs> and there's a high chance that oh, uh, they'll be playing. Will be on. Yeah. Do you reckon he sits that one out? No, well, no. So Simpson came on uh, uh, the interview and said, yeah, I've got no problem selecting him in the JLT. Yeah. Which, which, fair enough. I mean, you know, he's a poor yeah, guy. Yeah, go for it. Everyone's over it. Do you reckon he walks through and ever shake his hand? The crowd won't be over it, mate. The crowd will not be over it. I'll yeah. tell you that. Oh. He will get booed for the months. Anyway, um, so he does return in round three. He had an eight-game suspension for being an idiot. Um, <laughs> but look, what a ridiculously awesome year. I didn't think I would ever see... Andrew Gaff played that way because no. for how long we and we were 100 flat say, 90 average 100 105 maybe well, nothing crazy wasn't even that it was the way that he was playing football we said complete outside player everything that he gets is uncontested he doesn't get inside ball wouldn't know how yeah. to get one if it, you know, his life and depended our, on it boy stepped up turned into an inside midfielder and then started dominating the competition as, as one of the best and had a great year in the Brownlow count too um, so yeah like unbelievable turnaround I really really rate his season um, missed the premiership, but I don't really care that he did. Um, can't pick him in standard, really. Um, I think that you'd be wasting a spot no. in standard, but you not definitely unless, could. Not unless you start with a premier like five that gets injured, and then you yeah. want to kind of risk it up with someone that comes in later. Here's interesting, though. Where does he fall in draft? Because he's a good mid, but you miss two games. Nah, you'd be like mid five. What would he average? Like, not even 100, 108? Yeah, exactly. So it's like your mid five. So it's like fifth, sixth round. Fifth round. No way. Fifth, fifth round. 108. Yeah, fifth round. No. Oh, fifth round you might. Yeah, yeah. Fifth because round. you've got to. Yeah. So it's like pick 41. I was going to say M5. No way. Yeah, fifth oh, round. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> yeah, people are going to pick him early and then they'll, they'll take a loss. You go early. That's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking okay. about it. I'm thinking about it. You go uh, early. Uh, Gaff is out for three weeks. Uh, I don't think so. It's uh, two weeks. He, he Oh, he comes back in three. So he'll play round three. Um, but yeah, I've worked it all out. So yeah, he will miss the first two weeks and then he's back in week three. I thought it was two as well. Yeah. But. Um, all right, Elliot Yo, uh, 587k mid. Yo, man, what's his average if he didn't tag uh, Patrick Dangerfield? Uh, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. Now, here's why I, I actually have written this down. Look, he did obviously have a 27. So here's what happened. 
I think that Yo is their best midfielder, and I've thought that for a, a long time. Um, but last year I was on him big, and we went all the way through the early podcast about Elliot Yo. He's you an are, amazing player. Who did I start instead of him? Uh, Rory Laird. He also went. No, uh, Hibbert. Oh, did you? I, really? I remember how I brought oh, Yo in my side. It. I was like, Chris, Yo's in my side. Oh. And then I was mucking around with it, and I chose Hibbert. Based on the buys or something, something stupid. I almost feel bad for you, but then I don't. Yeah. So you know how it is. Um, look, I'll say a couple of things about Yo. He's an amazing when he's at, when he's got the role, but he's also seen as Mister Fix It. So Adam Simpson will throw him anywhere. Sellies. He literally goes, "Okay, we need someone to uh, tag someone in the forward line." Elliot Yo. We need someone to kick a goal. We'll put Elliot Yo forward the ball. We need someone in the midfielder. Like, you know, he's, and he's the go-to premium head-to-head um, midfielder. So if it's Danger or if it's Sloan or if it's any yeah. of those really big head-to-head matchups. So, anyway, so he's you might the find like against Richmond or Geelong, he might actually play on Dusty, Dusty or yeah, Danger. Yeah, but when field. he goes forward, he's the one that goes with him. Yeah. Now that, unfortunately, definitely impacts his scoring ability because when he's in the midfield, he dominates. Yeah. He racks up super coach points like a sky in a faction. When he's behind the ball playing loose, he also dominates. He gets big, big scores that way. But when he played in round three against Dangerfield, he was on zero at three-quarter time. He was a lockdown defender on Dangerfield. He got a 27, Chris. He managed to get 27. That's pulling something out of nothing. It is. That was was my solace. (laughs) Now, so for that reason, I can't take that out of his average and just go, oh, but if you take out the 27, because that's going to happen this year. Guaranteed, Elliot Yeo will be thrown around, and there'll be games where he'll go a fifty or a forty. Chris, or a... I bet Elliot Yeo does not score under thirty. That's that, well, it's a pretty good bet because I mean, it happened once in twenty-two. You've got odds on there. You said you're going to give me twenty. You said to it's going to happen. You twenty-one on that? Why twenty to one? Because I deserve it's it. It's happened. You said it's going to happen. You said that's your words. You said he will it's have going to happen. He will just spud it up for the game. Fine, I'll get you thirty-two. Thirty-two points. I know you don't give me that because that's unlikely to happen. But he will get something under 60, guaranteed. 100%. And he'll probably have two or three of them. Most people have scores under 60. Hell, Gresham lives half his life in the 60s. <laughs> He's up on my boy, Gretch. He's up on my boy. Uh, anyway, so for that reason, I won't pick him because he's just. I just don't know what's going to happen any other time. If you are, though, and look, I wouldn't say don't. I would just say, look, he had 15 tonnes for the year. Like, that's a fairly consistent midfielder. Average 108. He's going to be unique. He's not going to be in a hell of a lot of teams. If you wanted to go with someone Well, unique, look what happened to McRae. McRae averaged 108. I left him. Well, I honestly you think Elliot, Elliot Yo could Huge. be the one that goes 120. But it can't be changing around. The thing about McRae is that he played the same role all year. All year he played the same role. The only bulldog to do that since uh, 2010. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Probably, yeah. Uh, Yo without the twenty-seven finishes top. Eight. Yeah, yeah, I do realize that, Swizz. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's not, it's not because he. Chris, didn't... we can bend the facts however we like. Yeah. that's part of speculation. I mean, it's not like he this... got injured. Yeah. he just played the I whole mean, game. If, was a dud. If Charlie Dixon doesn't get injured three times in a season, he probably averaged at eighty-five. But you know, if, we can live in these in these rumors. It's fine. If Charlie Kerner didn't have a twelve in his last game. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you would not. I would have saved myself fifty bucks, but you know, yeah, Vegas can't be choosers. It happens. Um, in five, in five percent of teams, yo. Um, Steen seventy six also said, "Is Hearn a lock with the new kick-ins?" I'll get to Hearn because he's, he's coming up very soon. It must be next. Um, now you did ask about Jack Darling. I think Jack Darling is a massive, massive breakout contender. I put him in my premiums because I honestly believe he's that good of a selection. Um, so I think he actually broke out this year already. So yeah, he had a breakout year. Before he got year. injured. Unfortunately, he got injured. And just 
you know, he, he returned in round 14 after rolling his ankle. But he missed five rounds. Um, he actually got a negative one as well. His true average is 96.9 if you take out his injury games because um, he got also knocked out. So um, I think it was Tom McDonald knocked him out on negative one in a game. He just... Here's the thing, though. Here's the really cool thing. It's all about Josh Kennedy. So uh, he only averaged 85.2 without Josh Kennedy in the team. Not include That's not including the game he was knocked out in. 106 with him in the team. So if Josh Kennedy is fit and healthy, and I think he is at the moment, Jack Darling is a massive, massive breakout contender. And he loves big games after halftime too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I hate you so much. He, like, he turned it around. Yeah, I know he did. I was, I was there. He's I saw the, it. It was a, right in front of me. He's the halftime specialist. I was right in front of me. Halftime specialist. Anyway, so um, Jack Darling for a draft. Um, Smokey, yeah. um, where are you picking him up? Because I reckon he could go close to 100 this year. Yeah, he, you wouldn't be upset if he was your F1 or 2. No, no. If you got him as F2, I think he's in there. Super value. I think value. he's the... Um, if, if I wasn't choosing at the moment Wingard, he'd be my F3 currently in standard. Yeah. I think he he's can got run value. In I think he can run in there. I'm not sold either way. Like, I'd be happy with him, but then I'd also be happy to let someone else take him. Do you know what I mean? There also is that premiership like hangover that. curse as well. Where you find that the averages you know go down by an average, I think it's like eight or nine points per game across the entire team. Yep. The year after a premiership, so that I mean, look, Chris hasn't been hungover in nine years. <laughs> Sunday. Oh. Anyway, um, so Swiss says uh, I think Simo learned his lesson playing Yo at fullback on on Danger. Well, maybe not because it actually worked. Like he he did a good job. It's just you know, I mean, he I think is. He's a great fullback as well, and he's a great back pocket player. He's, he's literally probably their best player, and one, arguably one of the most flexible players in the AFL. So, oh, wow. He's got to be his Pilates. <laughs> visual joke. Sorry? No? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm hearing you. It was just a visualization. Do you remember how much Jack Redden screwed me over this year? Yeah, you got rid of him. I picked him up, and he started going on a 100 streak. It was great. No, I traded him off. way better than that. Jack Redden, I tell you what, he's the most frustrating footballer of all time. Redden had a ridiculous back end of the year. He averaged 116.36 over the last 11 games, including the finals. I had it. He, unfortunately, his first five rounds were an absolute <coughs> nightmare. He averaged 56 in the first five rounds. When, I, when do you think I traded him? The sixth round? Oh, of course. What, yes. is, what do you think I do? Of course I traded him. Of course, him you traded him. And I then... actually dropped, I dropped him to the waiver. No. You picked him up off the waiver. Yeah, no one even wanted him. And I think he had one half good score. Or I just oh. put him on my bench and then he had a good score. And, and then I... I just kept him there. A couple good scores. I'm like, oh, maybe he can go on field I now. picked him up at our draft. That's great. Like after the... Well, no. maybe I... You picked him up and then I picked up Sheed. Yeah. I picked him up ahead of Sheed. Definitely well, Redden was good in the end. Keita Kalgoorlie. Yeah. What an idiot. I know, Sheed. Um... <laughs> The key, the key. He's got the key. Got the key. Yes. Um, anyway, Jack, he really screwed me over. 100% screwed me over because I picked him up as a breakout player close to averaging 100. He ended up still averaging 95 for the year. Well, he is from Brisbane. I mean, we like well, to put the expectation it. out and uh, not follow through. Good old good old Jack Redden. Uh, now, I'll go through Jeremy McGovern. Um, of course, 483k defender. He averaged 89. I think I'm that's... from Dave <laughs> <laughs> Did he message you? <laughs> Pink He's actually going to be on stream. He's going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. Um, yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks for being involved, babe. That's really nice. Um, thanks for, for those, Squizzy messaging Chris's girl behind his back, by the way. For those listening to our podcast and not actually watching what just happened, my partner just threw a pair of socks at me because one of our followers told her to do so. Thanks very much. <laughs> That's so Cheers. Awkward. Anyway. Jer- loyal base we have. Yes. 
Um, Swisher's laugh. Uh, Carlito says, were people a bit quick to yo burn, uh, burn at the start of the season? Had the nightmare, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So the question was, people were too quick to call him a burn man. Um, yeah, I was on him the whole preseason and the entire season from day one. I brought him in pretty quick. Because uh, he dropped with that 27. Did. Yeah. I thought this might be the cheapest. Well, we had a little bit of a debate about it, but by the time the season started, you were like, how can I get him in my team? Yeah. Um, so pretty much. I think that people who love Supercoach or follow football you know, knew he was And good. he repaid them back, though. Yeah. It, Even with that low score, he still paid them back threefold. Yeah. Based on what you were hoping. 100%. Yep. Anyway, uh, Jeremy Govan. So I think, he, look, he averaged 89. He's averaged a 90 average Ooh. for three years. Um, I don't think... Um, he just had just rib had surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah it wasn't... The ribs weren't settling down from the grand final. He had the rib injury before the grand final. No, no, no. That different one. Different oh, one. Really? He, had, he had an injury and then he got broken ribs in the final and they were letting it settle. But apparently he just kept lifting the trophy too many times. <laughs> oh, so now it's not settled. Now he has to have surgery. That's not very nice. Wham! That's not very nice at all. Get it on the trophy. You've been ribs you waiting for this Australia. podcast, haven't you? No, that was just... Yeah, I have. Nice. This whole podcast? Yeah, love Fair it. Cool. For sure. Um, Shannon Hearn. Shannon now we're Hearn. getting into Shannon Hearn. Thank you very much for... Um... You mean this guy? <laughs> Shannon Hearn? You mean, you mean this guy? You're... Holding up the trophy? You're, you know what? I can't wait. Shannon Hearn. To, to the, you know, in 15 years' time, when Brisbane finally make another grand final... <laughs> I'll be just rubbing it in your face so many times. It's gonna be Shannon Hearns, yes. I am interested to hear about Shannon Hearn, the Premiership captain. Yes, go on. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think Jeremy Govan, if you're looking at him, um, he's really a draft option, but he's, he's not a standard option. I don't think he's ever going to average over 90, and whether or not he plays round one with his recovery, they said he's going to yeah, be... Yeah, McGovern, yeah. I did read, though, that he was uh, probably going to play JLT, so yeah. it's not going to... No, I think back. he'll be okay. Now, Shannon Hearn. Um, had his best season ever ever with a 96 average, uh, set to increase uh, with obviously the new kick-in rules. So how the new kick-in rules affect is if you step outside of the bot this square and play on and you've got more room to do so, you don't have to kick it to yourself, it's considered disposal. Now, last year, uh, Shannon Hearn actually took the second most kick-outs uh, for the year uh, with 129 but he played on 41% of the time. So here's a quick little side note. I think it was um, Fantasy Freak or something put out a status today being like, oh, Robertson has, the oh, since 2015, the fourth most kickouts, or the fourth most kick to himself play-ons, and he sure has 50 more than the next best person. And sometimes I want to comment, and then sometimes I just kind of hold my tongue. Uh, that so one was much, one I wanted to oh, just spread him on. No, no, I wanted to say something being like, so what you're saying is they have the least value? <laughs> The least upside because if they're playing on already, they're not. They already got those points. There's no, there's no sh- percentage, and I kind of wrote something, and I was like, oh, and I just left it. Don't I me. was gonna say something as well, and then I'm like, nah, look, deleted. We, we respect Fancy Freako, and we, we oh, 100 enjoy. I wasn't it, so. sure. I'm like, are you putting the fact out there because it sounds? At great, the end of the day, he's what? not taking kickouts this year. That's just an oversight, massively. To think that D- Dylan Robert is taking he any might. sort of kickouts, he might no take. Chance. He might take kickouts, None. but the problem is, he zero played, chance. If he was already playing on a lot. So no, no chance of taking any kickouts when you've got Webster and Savage in that team. Unless they know. both get injured, there is no I think, chance. I don't know. I think it's going to be a coin flip. I'll, I think Robertson. I don't. I rate him as a kicker though. So I rate him as I, think, a, I rate him as a twenty-five to thirty meter kicker. I do not rate him as a penetrating deep kick. Okay, so maybe. So the, he's a kick to the pocket player. Well, let's see. I, I'm interested to That's see. That's why he plays on because he can't. But kick I think with meters. with the with the complimentary, we're getting off topic. Obviously, like we do. I think he'll be forced to play tall, so I think it will affect his scoring. But he might actually still get some kickouts. But even then, he chips to himself a lot. So I don't see there's that. It much all depends value. on. Well, first anyway. of all, when are they getting rid of Nathan Brown? That guy's about. Oh, is he still playing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly right. Like, how is he? St- 
Yeah, I can't believe he's best 22 still. Yep. Like, Collingwood got rid of him from, for a reason. Just give it up. Anyway, um, all good. So, Shannon Hurd, so he does play on 41% of the time, so that means he's not going to have as big of an uptick on his year. He's also 32, so, you know, that could impact, but who knows. Yeah, look at Simpson. I see him as someone that even if he was to increase his value, and I worked out that from 96, he, like, based on last year's kick-in, so if we included last year's kick-ins, an average of two points per kick-in, making it that every single kick-in was taken outside the box, he goes up to about 102 average as a defender. Ooh. Decent. Great, great. Again, draft relevant. Yes. But if you're picking him as your D1 or D2 or D3, there's others that are better. A lot better. Lloyd. A lot better. Like, if you're considering last year's stats, Lloyd is 20 jacked. points per game better. Yeah, jacked. Sicily's 12 points per game better. Cade Simpson's 10 points per game better. So, I don't think that, you know, Hearn is someone that you're like, oh, he's the one that you should have in your team. I think he's the one yeah. that you get in draft. I think maybe an upgrade. He's probably going to be top six this year. Oh, he's great. He just, you know, if you don't have him, I don't think he's going to hurt you. That was bad. That was bad. Sorry, erase yourself. <laughs> I cringed though. The minute it came Sorry, off the tongue. That was yeah. I shouldn't say that because there's sensitive people out there. Erase yourself is really mean. So is I'm it? sorry. That, is it? Well, apparently maybe. All right. Um never key, heard it. Key backs of the six V six rule, not liking about Jeremy Govern, fantasy Freako, laughing faces, uh, yeah, sorry. Brown, um, that was meant to ingest. Ingest. Yeah, I do see JJ Kane lots of teams. He's a value player this year. I wouldn't be touching him in terms of value. Talk to the mic. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be touching uh, Josh Kenny for standard at all. Rookie. He had a really bad year, um, but he's just injured all the time. I don't see him as a, a standard selection in the slide. He's not going to play 22 games again. He's off the park more than he's on the other days. And he's 32 years old. Mid-prices. Mid-prices. Josh Kenny. Um, never really got off the ground. Um, thankfully for the Eagles, he managed uh, to be useful in the final. The reason why people are selecting him is he only averaged 73 and he's 397Ks. He's, he's cheap. Yes. He's probably one of the only value forwards. You know, outside of him and, say, Toby Green, both who had injured years. Yeah, but is it the changing of the guard, though? Is it more Darling's so. time? I think it's Darling to shine. And yeah. I think that there's a big role switch there. Yeah. So the entries inside you. 50 are going more to Darling. I think now Kennedy is starting to play the, the role. Exactly yeah. right. Or the lead up Tiger. Because he's I got noticed that. He's I noticed hands. that. So he's, he's starting to hit the logos more and then turning around. And Darling's contested in. marking last year showed Huge. that he's got a lot more to offer at West Coast. Yep. Now, they relied on JJK for that for a large part of, of his career. Oh. So they're now switching that over and it's helping them win games. So... I wouldn't be going JJK because I don't think he's going to be like a 90-plus averaging forward. You might Even, even if he scrapes in a 90, he's still not going to be top yeah. you know, top tier. So Now, the uh, the next one is also a mid-price. I'll just chuck yeah, him here. For... Shuey? <laughs> Has to be. No, I love Shuey. No, I love Shuey as well. Except for when you don't tag him on grand final day and he hits a 168 against you. <laughs> he played the best. Oh, is that why you... Arguably but, played the best grand final I've seen I think from he had the most. Player. He had the most ranking points... In yeah, since, since they've in a grand final, yeah, since they've implemented it, off charts. Well, you probably missed it because you're crying on for, the game for day, those that, on the TV. For those uneducated or educated, whoever you are, in the uh, qualifying final when Collingwood played West Coast in the first final, they tagged Shuey, took him out of the game, still lost the game. I respect this from Nathan Buckley. Nathan Buckley goes back and says, "All right, well, we're not going to tag Shuey. We didn't win the game because of it. Yo killed us." Let's tag Yo. So in the grand final, they tagged Yo instead of Shuey. Yo had l- less of an impact, still kicked his goals though. 
Um, and that's you live and die by your decisions, right? Yeah. But he had one of the most impactful grand finals I've ever seen. However, he only averaged 90 for the year. If Like, I don't care about the 168. It doesn't count at and all. And injured. He gets injured all the time. He is not a selection in standard. He might be a selection uh, in draft. draft. I'm big on. He can easily hit your 105 but average. We've, we've both had him before in draft. <coughs> He's the sort of guy that if you get over your 100, you're happy. You know, but you're yeah. not expecting a 130, 140, or 120. No, he'll pop up some, but he's. Yeah. I reckon he'll. He definitely can hit you a 105 average. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yeah. I'm um, sure he could out average Gaff this year. Now we'll touch on Nathan Vardy. I, I don't see him as someone. No, I, I see him that they want him more as a, as a forward option. They they got Hickey into play. Hickey yep. will play guaranteed as the ruck. I don't uh, see it. Hickey, ups- Hickey for draft, not too bad. He's averaged yeah, 88, well, 88 previously for the Saints. A lot of people are so looking good. at him as a potential person in R2. And I don't like the pick just because we've seen Hickey. No. We've seen him at his best. It's not that great. Um, would I be you know, willing to risk it on a fact that he might play a full no. season? And, and he, here's why I don't like Hickey, right? Because it sounds all good in theory. But when it push comes to shove, you're going to get all hot under the colour and that Hickey's going to be a cheat. I, I was like, he's going to make a Hickey joke for sure. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. And the worst part about Hickey is you're really going to hate yourself if the Hickey sucks. <laughs> and it's there for weeks. Yeah. It doesn't go away. <laughs> oh, no, you can't just trade him out of your side, Chris. You're stuck with uh, that Hickey. That's true. Yeah. Um, now, what's the worst call? Um, not taking Shuey or the non-obstruction call in the NFL? Oh, NFL playoffs. Uh, not tagging Shuey. NFL playoffs. Nah, it would have to be... It was the uh, Patriots versus... Who was it? No, it wasn't that one. It was the other one. Saints, wasn't it? Oh, I missed it. I watched the Patriots game. I didn't watch the other one. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there was a, yeah, that's another story. But Dubious. there was this massive pass interference, like huge. Everyone could see it except for the refs. Right in front of me? It was right in front of them. And there's, it's contentious because obviously if that call was, uh, uh, you know, if that call was made, they could have won and gone to the Super Bowl. Um, I'll be celebrating the Super Bowl uh, on a ship. In the middle of the uh, nice. Pacific Ocean. Look forward to it. I'll it's be watching great. it. Um, that's all I have to say. Uh, I have nothing else to say about West Coast because I actually... I, I, I don't <coughs> think I can talk about them anymore. And you know what, though? I reckon I watched as many West Coast games last year as I did Collingwood games. Because I think they're, they're all they're Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, to watch. and a lot of them were like, you know, 4 o'clock Sunday Arvo. Where Didn't am even... I? I'm sitting at home watching footy. I don't think uh, the sheep got enough airtime. Dumb sheep. No. I don't want... Bring it up. Value. Got value. If you want to talk about draft Dom value, Sheen, bench, bench option as value for sure, yeah. 100%. You should also talk about Willie Rioli and his block techniques. Maybe that gets looked at in the offseason. I doubt it does. <laughs> Maybe by you. Anyway, look, thank you very much. This has been fun, particularly for me, less so for him. Yeah. And enjoy. Next, we'll have the Western Bulldogs where we finish up our team analysis. It'll roll straight on. on in, guys. So people on stream, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I am